Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Heal the Sick podcast. Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N. I am your ministry provocateur, iconoclast firebrand, and the resident heretic here at Dominion Fire, bringing you the amazing, amazing healing testimonies and power of God all around the world with, a, with phenomenal guests and amazing people that we, uh, we get a chance to interview and talk with and build relationships with, and it is absolutely wonderful. Now, I am super excited today. For our guest, because this gentleman is, uh, he, what, what a resume this, this gentleman has. And we are currently now stablemates on the 1412 Radio Network. In case you haven't heard that, we uh, our Heal the Sick podcast has been picked up by that network for uh, distribution over their channels. And uh, our previous guest, Don Allen, was uh, the one who helped us put that all together. So we're grateful to them. And the message is going to get out. And I hear over the summer, they're adding a whole bunch of new outlets as well. So it's going to get exciting. So the Heal the Sick podcast is growing getting out there and uh, just every week, amazing people. Love it, love it, love it. Our guest today, uh, you may currently know him as an internet preacher and teacher, also traveling around the world, content creator with World Bible School Seminars. Joining me today from Rolla, Missouri, Dr. Bill Henshu. Dr. Bill, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on the broadcast. I'm um, honored. Awesome. Awesome. I'm uh, very happy to have you here. So let's get right into this. We always open with healing testimonies, and I know you got uh, some personal stuff. You got some miracles. So let it rip, man. What can you share with us today? Praise the Lord. Well, you know, uh, all of my life has been involved in healing. My dad was a pastor for, and an evangelist since, since I was probably in the second or third grade. A lot of church experience even before that. So I've grown up in and around the days of, of great Pentecostal charismatic revivals. I've seen multiple healings. And then at the age of 17, I started preaching. And immediately, you know, what am I going to do? The thing that I was raised in. So we start praying for the sick. And uh, married at 18, and my wife and I have ministered to the sick. We've seen people get out of wheelchairs. We've seen eyeballs grow in sockets where there was no eyeball. Uh, people that wear glasses, eyes immediately improve, uh, cancers go, broken bones heal, I mean, doctor-certified stuff. And so it's just so awesome to see what God has done in people's lives. In my own life, I injured my back 20 years ago, January, in a, on a construction site, and uh, I drove 105 miles to work every morning and every night at the same time pastoring a church. So I kind of invented the concept of burning the candle at both ends and in the middle. And uh, and so as it goes, uh, I ended up bed fast for three years. And I went ahead of my own choice. I had back surgery. I was so messed up with medication. So many people today don't understand how to get better from a long-term situation. And so I've got a whole lot of titanium in my back, but I want to tell you something. I couldn't walk. I couldn't stand upright. And so I thank God for doctors, but I also thank God for my surgeon who acknowledges that it was my faith in my God that really brought about my miraculous recovery. And so we just uh, have, have seen God from incident to incident because anybody that has had, that's listening today, that has had back problems, and especially those who have had surgeries, by the time I had surgery, I had massive nerve damage in both legs. I had massive blood clots in both legs from the top to the bottom. And the predictions were 
And I was speaking to a guy just today. The predictions were I would never walk. That the, the situation in my legs would become worse and worse. I would end up in a bed, uh, in a wheelchair and back into a bed. I've been through a dozen back braces and I don't wear one today. And I want to tell you, if I had believed the bad report, I would still be a cripple and in a bed today. But thank God that we can believe the report of the Lord above and beyond what anyone else says. And so uh, as the, as time went on, I started recovering from back surgery, doing a lot of therapy and exercises and so on. And I have had some, some setbacks. I've been paralyzed from, from the waist down three times. And every time it's faith in God that caused the recovery. And so I love the word of God because the word of God tells us how to believe him. And it tells us how to recover from everything that comes our way. And so we have just seen from that testimony, the people that have been on a lot of pain medications or they've been down in their health. We, we pay, pray for people over the phone or over the internet constantly around the world seeing people come to Christ, people born again, because they know there is somebody who actually believes what the Word of God says above every other report that there is. So the reality is, if you're dealing with a long-term problem, you don't have to stay that way. And so God has continuously, whether it's been holding babies and watch a crippled leg straighten up, a foot turn or, or an arm turn or a head straightened up that couldn't, be, couldn't move, it was stiff from surgery, and God just free up a neck. It doesn't really matter what it is. I love hearing a negative report because I'm going to get on it. We're going to pray, and we're going to see that negative report turn into a good report because our God is a healing God, and He always will be. Wonderful. Now, you also alluded to the fact that you have some uh, miracle testimonies. Can you give us some specifics? A couple in our church many years ago, we pastored for about 40 years out of 44 years, and a couple brought their baby to us. The doctor had said this baby was born without an eyeball in its socket at all. And so they brought us the baby. We just gathered the church around. We prayed and uh, went on. About 14 days later, they brought the baby back to church and said, the doctor said, I see an eyeball in there about the pea. It's a size of a pea. It's a, it's a growth, but the doctor said it's always been there. In a little while, we'll put a glass eye in. A short time later, the doctor put a glass eye in, and, and within a week or so, the glass eye popped out. The doctor looked in there, and there was a fully developed eyeball, but it was very, very small. And so he put the glass eye back in. And I want to tell you, it wasn't just about uh, 12 days later or so that the glass eye popped out again, and there was a fully developed, fully grown eyeball in that baby's socket. Brand new eyeball from no eyeball in the socket at all. So when you hear a testimony like that, when that comes back to you, what, is, what do you actually feel? What do you go through when something like that happens? You know, I was a young minister, and we all as young ministers deal with, uh, you know, we all pray that you feel kind of puffed up in yourself a little bit. But we learn in time, look what my God has done. And so uh, for many years now, it's always been about, wow, God did it for them. And of course, we understand that it's not what God does now as much as it is what he did in the finished work of, of Jesus. And we, by faith, access that. And I feel really excited. I feel like bring the next person on, bring something more, more weird, more complicated, more messed up, and let's watch, watch God do an awesome miracle again. 
So we have about a minute or two left before we have to take our first break. And what I'd like to know is that out of all these healing testimonies and things that you've witnessed and experienced, and you mentioned long-term illness, um, have you had a lot of situations where you've had to pray for a person many times or over a period of years even, or something long-term, but eventually got what you wanted? Yes. And the truth is, People question that, especially people of faith. We're healing people, and so we're in faith all the time. It doesn't matter what you feel, what it looks like, what it sounds like. We're in faith. And people say, well, you know, uh, we're only supposed to pray one time and stay in faith, and it's going to change. You know, Jesus prayed for a blind man once, and he said, how do you see? And the man said, I see uh, uh, men like trees. In essence, he was saying, I can see, but my vision is blurry. Jesus touched him again. So there is a, a principle established in Scripture where it's okay to pray more than once. But what I do is I just don't get out of faith while praying. So I, we tell people that, and we hear immediate improvement in people's bodies. And so we tell them this, that if you get a 10% of a healing, don't throw the 10% away. Just get your faith targeted in on the other 90%. Or if you're 50% better then go ahead and believe God for the other 50%, because it's not about us, although we are carriers. We're infected with this healing message, and we're carriers of something that eradicates every disease that we come in contact with. And so we have watched people improve and improve and improve and improve until released from doctor's care, released from physical therapy, totally whole. And uh, last question before we uh, cut out here, and this is as you were saying that came to mind for someone that is maybe new to the area of healing and maybe hasn't seen a lot yet or seen anything at all. A a lot of times people will say to me, well, I pray for them and nothing happened. And then they just kind of give up. So what advice can you offer to someone who is maybe just stepping out into this for the first time and still hasn't had that breakthrough yet? How can they stay in faith? How can they get that first breakthrough and get their faith going? What, What kind of practical application can you give someone? Ephesians 1, 3 says that every spiritual blessing God has given us that come out of the, the heavenly places through Christ, everything that we pray in line with God's Word immediately is answered, immediately is released. And I realize what it looks like sometimes when you're praying and you don't see anything happen. I would say this, keep believing what God says. Choose to believe God even over what you feel in your own body. Keep believing God, keep trusting God, keep believing that He is your God, He is your healer. And number one, most important in my opinion, is believe that God loves you so much that He has made provision to not leave you the same. And so if you're praying for people and you're not seeing any immediate results, that doesn't mean that healing isn't manifesting or that it hasn't manifested. It just means that there is a distance between the spirit world and the natural world, and it's not a long distance. But I just say this, that there in the heavenlies, the second heaven, there is are demons that are battling against angels who are carrying your, your healing or your blessing or your new body part. And so there is a war going on. So it's important for us to stay in faith and believe that what you just prayed in line with God's Word must manifest no matter what. And there you have it, listeners. Dr. Bill Henshaw, World Bible School Seminars and a lot of other stuff. Very exciting. Love to hear this. And when we come back, we're going to hear more about his background and experience here on the Heal the Sick podcast. So keep it locked here. Don't nobody go nowhere. Right back. Hey, guys. Million here. I want to say thank you for listening to this program and for supporting the work we do. 
I would like to invite you to visit our website at dominionfire.com. And while there, sign up for our VIP email newsletter. This is a free service, and as a member, you will receive early releases of the Heal the Sick podcast, updates on the content we create, members-only discounts in our audiobook store, and exclusive content not released elsewhere. Visit dominionfire.com for full details, and if you subscribe, you will receive our free report entitled A Christian's Guide to Divine Healing for Yourself, with tools, tips, and strategies to minister healing for your own conditions. All free by subscribing to our newsletter and by visiting www.dominionfire.com. All right, listeners, welcome back. Segment two of the Heal the Sick podcast. Make sure you check out our website at dominionfire.com where you'll find the full catalog of the entire show with all our guests from day one. Stand on our hustle for 2016, bringing you shows every week. And this year, has 2016 been great or what? Have we talked with some phenomenal people? Has it? <laughs> it's amazing. And make sure you visit our website where you're going to find all that. And you'll also find our YouTube vlog called the DeFire Vlog, where uh, you'll hear me kind of ranting on a whole bunch of various topics. So make sure you jump in on that. Subscribe, thumbs up. And uh, the more you do that, the higher it goes up in the rankings, the more we get the word out, more people get reached. You know the deal. Please help us out, dominionfire.com. And then anytime, if you'd like to suggest a guest for the program or you would like to comment on anything you've heard, make sure you email us at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com. In segment two, we talk background and experience. Today, again, Dr. Bill Henshu from the World Bible School webinars, preacher, te- preacher, as you could tell, <laughs> preacher, teacher, content creator, traveling all around the world and has been sharing some really cool miracles with us thus far. So, Dr. Bill, tell us about yourself, your background and experience, and uh, let us have it. My first mentor um, was my father. Uh, My dad was a powerful man of God, a prophet of God. Uh, There was never any place my dad was that he didn't flow in the gifts of the Spirit. And I realized that's not hereditary in terms of spiritual things, but uh, it is something that I picked up on. And we find it a regular event for the gifts of the Spirit to flow, words of knowledge and, and the other things uh, when we're doing webinars or, or whatever type of broadcast or ministry. Uh, and one of the reasons God does that is because He wants to show the body that He has not taken a vacation, He's not dead, that the power of the Holy Spirit is still in us and still active today. He's just waiting for us to open our mouth and yield our vessel to Him. But I came from a Pentecostal background. Uh, I got married in 1973. I literally missed the draft for Vietnam by one day. And the next day I turned 18 and uh, got married four days after that. And my wife and I immediately, because of our both of our church experience, our pastors, we became youth ministers. We, by the age of 20, I was uh, pastoring my first church as a senior pastor. And we've just been involved in so many things. We've started organizations. We've we've uh, started churches. We've pastored denominational churches. But something happened in 1980. I just became about 80, 81-ish. I became really dissatisfied. I would go to church and preach Sunday morning, Sunday night. We had a great church. We had uh, all the kinds of ministries of outreach you could imagine. And I just was dissatisfied inside myself, and I said to God, there's got to be something more. And so my wife would go to bed uh, after church on Sunday night and get the kids in bed for school and her to go to work, and 
I was I would begin to seek the Lord, and I'd flip through the channels on the TV looking for a man of God on late, late night TV whom I could bear witness with, and I found it very difficult to find that. But God began to speak to me personally, and the revelation of his word began to open up. And if you know anything about Pentecostal boys, we know how to wrestle with people, wrestle with demons till all hours of the night, and we pray and plead and beg. And, and my wife and I got a revelation that we didn't have to do that. We started taking authority over demons, and instantly they would go. We started praying for people, and instantly a miracle would happen. But, you know, I got met by, at that time by the deacon board. We're talking about one of the three largest denominations in the world. And I was met by the deacon board and said, you know what? We don't really care what the Bible says. That doesn't line up with the bylaws. And so I got excommunicated out of a Pentecostal denomination. And I started, yeah, serious. And I started, and I wasn't even wearing a collar or doing <laughs> any of that stuff. I just was preaching my heart out and praying for the sick, visiting folks. And so we just kept right on in ministry and just evolving in, God, what is our destination? What do you want out of us? And so as time went on, uh, my wife retired a few years back, and she started doing a Christian magazine. We have an e-magazine called Faith Unlimited. It's on Facebook, and it's on our website. And so we, we collected some writers from around the world. We were doing ads for people who would never get an ad on the air anywhere if it wasn't for people like us who have a heart to help the nation. And so we started doing these ads. And so last year, uh, I was in a meeting, and, I, and this really is about my background, because everything was pretty cut and dried. Pentecostal kicked out. Uh, it, it couldn't find my bearings in word of faith or or charismatic, or it's like, God, where do I fit in? And I feel like Paul, the Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter, or Second First Corinthians chapter 15, I believe it is, he said, I feel like a man out of time. I have felt that way so much of my life. God, where do you want me? What do you want me to do? Who can I get with? Well, it really has never been about who I could get with. It's about getting with God. It really was never finding a provision that God could provide. It was about developing a relationship with the one who is the provider. He is the healer. It's more than giving a healing or giving a, a, a like Paul said in Philippians 4.19, my God shall supply all. It's more than my God supplying my need. It's having a relationship with the one who is the supplier. And so this journey. So I all of those things happened up till last year. And I was again, dealing with a setback. I had just got done preaching a meeting in November, 2014. And I, I came outside and it started snowing that day. I started, I, I got sick, man. I mean, bronchitis came on me two weeks. I started coughing really hard. I pulled something in the lower back operated area of my back. And I ended up down, not just down in my back, in a recliner, couldn't even sleep in my own bed for a, a year. And, and so I think, God, we're preaching. People are getting healed. People are getting set free. What's going on? God took me to the book of Revelation, January 2015. I started teaching the book of Revelation when my denomination told me, stay away from that book. It's too evil. It'll confuse you. Yet Jesus says, blessed is he that what? reads these things. And so I just said, well, if there's a blessing in that, and this is the book of the revelation of Jesus Christ, then I'm going for it. And so we're in 37, 38 sessions now, and still in chapter 6, and having a wonderful, wonderful time. 
But what God did last October is a word of the Lord came. God said, I'm going to open the door. I want you to step through it. See, brother, this brought this uh, interview is a door. And he said, I'm going to open a door. Go ahead and step through it. Brother, I never step through doors without looking at the door first. I want to know. I want to get a little peek through the door and see what's going on before I step through. And so, and then God said, and then I'm going to open much bigger doors. I got a call from the 1412 radio network. I joined them on a, a Saturday night uh, spotlight webinar and I just, I just went for it. And it was just a matter of all of January this year. You talk about 2016 being an awesome year. This is the best year of my life. I just stepped through door after door after door in January, and now we have our own World Bible School Network preaching the gospel around the world. And I can't tell you how it happened. I won't even uh, begin to give you a, here's how I got to this point. I'm just going to tell you God did it, and I'm okay with flowing with what the Lord is doing in my life. So come from Pentecostal to trying a little bit of everything. I preached in Baptist churches, not trying to be a Baptist, but I'm a tongue talker. I preached in Baptist churches. You name the door, I preached there, just looking for God to show me what was next. And I realize this is only March, but I want to tell you, the doors have opened, and they're open big. And I asked the Lord, how do you want to do this? And he said this phrase to me, go disciple the nation. Now, I didn't need a word for that. It's in the scriptures. But that's what I heard the Lord say to me, almost as if it were audible. So we are discipling the nation. Now, I could have swore that in that explanation, I could have heard you say that someone said, we don't care what the Bible says. It doesn't line up with our bylaws. I'll tell you the truth. And then then later on, something about revelation in the Bible is evil. Did I I hear that all correctly? I was raised, told, stay away from other denominations, stay away from the latter rain people. Stay away from all those people that's got that goofy, what they call a goofy move of the spirit. You know, my first encounter after I left home, I got with this guy and he said, we're going to a prayer meeting. We went, we drove and we drove. I was 17 years old, hadn't been baptized in the Holy Spirit yet. And finally, we got off the road, off the main road, onto a dirt road. And we drove and we drove and we drove. And we ended up out in the middle of nowhere. And we went in, not into the house, into a barn. And there was this circle of chairs. And everybody just sat there and said, okay, we're just going to wait for the Holy Spirit to do something. Now, when I say I've tried everything, I've pretty much tried everything. And yes, the head deacon in the church, the last church I pastored in the denomination, grabbed my, I didn't say the whole thing a while ago, grabbed my Bible out of my hand, threw it down on my desk, and said, I don't care what the Bible says. This is what the bylaw book says. I actually have experienced that. So, you know, here's how I feel. I appreciate your opinion, and apparently we have a, a good opinion, that a relating opinion about Christ is the healer, he is the only healer, but I want to tell you something, I pretty much don't care what people think, I don't care what denomination you invite me to be a part of, I'm, I'm going to be who I am, I'm going to let God speak through me, I'm not going to try to offend you or hurt you, but I want to see you get to the next level that God wants you at, and so I'm going to take all of my... 44 years of experience plus before I was 17 being raised in the church. I'm going to take all of that and I'm going to lump that into one bundle and I'm going to help you if that's what you want. And that's how I feel about looking at ministry. Wow. Just amazing. And you know, listeners, the reason we do these shows and the reason why on the YouTube vlog, we talk about kind of crazy topics is, is just to get your faith going, just to push you to believe for a little bit more. 
And that's why we always open our show with just crazy testimonies and something big. Just trying to push a little bit. Just trying to get you to just believe for more, push for a little bit more, and you'd be surprised what comes out of that. So we are up against our second break here, and we'll be right back after this. And when we come back, we're going to have a little lesson time. And based on our first two segments, you, you know this is going to be good. So keep it locked here on the Heal the Sick podcast. We'll be right back after this. Hey guys, Million here. Please visit www.dominionfire.com for the latest episodes of the Heal the Sick podcast, and also for our video vlog series entitled The D-Fire Vlog. After visiting dominionfire.com, please visit our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash dominionfirechurch and hit the subscribe button and make sure to hit the thumbs up for any video you watch. This content is available for free and new videos are posted throughout the week. That's dominionfire.com first, and then youtube.com forward slash dominionfirechurch. Thank you, and we'll see you soon. All right, listeners, back for the final segment of the Heal the Sick podcast. Has this been phenomenal or what? Dr. Bill Henshu joining us today to talk about just his experience and his walk and his journey. And he's uh, over 40 years in this from what we, we learned earlier. And he's got a lot of stuff to share, a lot of stuff on his heart. And uh, in this segment, we talk about a lesson or a mini sermon or just whatever's on his heart. And as we were chatting off the air, prepping up for the segment, he brings up Exodus fifteen twenty six about the God who doctors us and stitches us. And I'm like, wow, I never really picked up on that. And all like the healing stuff we've studied and talked about don't think it's ever come up and uh, kind of intrigued. So, Dr. Bill, Exodus 15.26, talk to us. What do you got? Praise the Lord. In Exodus 15.26, it says, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commands and keep his statute, I will put none of the diseases which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who healed you. Now, please understand, viewers, uh, listeners, that... Um, when when this says that God brought uh, diseases on the Egyptians, God operated differently in the Old Covenant than he did in the New, or does in the New. And so we want to recognize that, first of all. God does not put sicknesses on you. They come from your enemy, the devil, and that will take me a long time to go through some of our healing school classes. But here's the bottom line. In Exodus 15, 26, the lead-up to this was the children of Israel had just got delivered from Egypt's bondage through God's vessel, Moses. And on the journey, they come to a place called Morah. And here, as they're on their journey, they get thirsty, they're tired, they're complaining. They're thinking, you know, I wish church service would have been different today. The preacher preaches too long. He doesn't preach long enough. Moses isn't leading us right. I don't like the white clothes he's wearing. He's got the wrong pair of sandals on. Whatever. Okay? And so they just get gripey. And and the amazing thing is God brings them to the, a place called Mora, and it's a, there's a pool of water there that's actually translated in the Hebrew bitter. And so they come to a place of bitter. Now, ultimately, God speaks to Moses. Moses throws a, a small tree into the water. It turns sweet. But you know what happens is these people were brought from bondage, and they had a, there was a moment of excitement. Praise God. We're free. We're out of here. We're no longer under Pharaoh's rule, who is a type of the god of this world system, Satan, and and then they get grumpy and complaining, and God brings them. They're in a bitter experience. I want to say this to you, uh, 
dealt with long-term illnesses, or maybe maybe you've injured something, you've broken something, and you're, it's taken too many weeks to heal, and you're getting grumpy in the journey, and you've kind of come to a place of bitterness. You know what God does in spite of their bitter situation? God brings a word and says in the Hebrew, I am the Lord who heals you. I mean, it's amazing that God brings provision. And here in this verse, he establishes the first redemptive covenant about healing with mankind. He says, I am the Lord who who heals you. Now, in the Hebrew, this says he is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who doctors you, the Lord who stitches you, the Lord who cures you. I mean, that is the first promise, and we see this promise carried on all through the Bible, all the way to the sacrifice of Jesus when he took stripes on his back. He took every blow, uh, every bruise, uh, the, he, the, Greek, uh, the Hebrew says, every black-eyed blow for you. He took it all so that you would not have to. And here we have sickness in the world, and people want to ask me many times in our healing schools, why is there still sickness if God is not the instigator of sickness, if, the, the, if sickness was dealt with firmly by God in the Old Testament? It's because there's a devil. And it's also because the devil works in people's emotions and in their flesh. But if we can get past the veil of the flesh and just understand that we are a spirit being who was created to rule and reign in Christ Jesus, rule over our flesh, rule over our emotions. You don't have to have hurt feelings anymore. You don't have to be mad at people anymore. You don't have to to, uh, get upset because life isn't going the way you want it to. You can literally say, you know what? I know that God is my healer. And right there in a place of bitterness, God brings a covenant that totally revolutionizes the, the, the Bible, the things that God is trying to project. So here in the midst of bitterness, God establishes a healing covenant. And then we see in Matthew chapter 8, uh, the Bible goes on to tell us about healings that take place. Now, we see them all in the life and ministry of Jesus. We see the same thing carried on in the apostles in the New Covenant. And I want to tell you quite honestly, it's still happening today. God has not fallen asleep. Now, someone said this pertaining to Exodus 15, 26, and to Matthew 8, and Matthew 10, and the many other scriptures that are in the Bible, Isaiah 53, 1 Peter 2, 24, and so on. They say that, what about the fact that God isn't moving like he used to move? Why aren't there miracles today? Why doesn't God heal today? Well, you know, Jesus took stripes on his back so that we could be healed. He took every pain, he took every sickness and disease so that we could be healed. And the truth is, you can go back and revert to the scriptures that you have read and you have once become established in. Don't let those truths get away from you, because the reality is this. God is a healing God. He didn't rewrite the Bible. God didn't change his mind. Everything in life is based on what you believe. But I want to challenge you in this concerning healing and concerning Exodus 15:26 and all the other healing scriptures you know, and that's this. The faith in you is not even your own faith. The Bible teaches us that it's the faith of God. God has built to every man a measure of faith. He told his disciples in Mark 11:22, he said, have faith in God. The, he, the, the Greek says, have the faith of God or have the God kind of faith. The faith of God is in you. The same God that was a faith when God said, let there be light, light came immediately. God said, 
It's good. You can look at your life and say, I'm going to declare it. I'm going to believe in the faith that's in me, the faith of God, the faith of Jesus. And I'm going to believe that my mountain will be destroyed, that my life will turn around, that my physical man will be exactly what God designed me to be. God created me to be, because the reality is this, folks. You have a healing God who has every body part readily available to insert in your body. If you have an operation, don't get under condemnation. If you're taking prescription medication, don't get under condemnation. Don't be your, beat yourself down, and don't allow other people to beat you up over it either. But I want to tell you, don't stay there. Get in faith, believe God, trust God, and move from there. You can actually come off of all your prescription medications when God tells you or your doctor tells you. You can actually come out of your chair, out of your bed, out of your wheelchair. You can walk again. You can walk straight again. You can be healed and whole because that is God's promise to you. God made a promise. He is not a man that he should lie And so all you and I have to do is believe that what he said is truth. My definition of faith is confidence that God will do exactly what the word says he will do. And it's for you. That's why Jesus went to the cross. That's why he took stripes on his back. It was for you. Praise the Lord. Wow. Hallelujah. You know, it's uh, listeners. If you notice, that was the first uh, promise brought up at way back in Exodus, right in the beginning of the book. You know, that that should say something. And if you follow that law of first mention things that a lot of people like to do, you know, healing is right up there at the beginning. It's not an afterthought like a lot of people today treat it as it is. So just something to think about as you're going forward on your journey here. So, uh, Dr. Bill, if people would like to learn more, if they'd like to maybe contact you, ask you some questions or check out some of your webinars or what you're working on, where can people find you? There's two ways you can find me. There's multiple ways, but I'll just give you two. Uh, you can go to our website, www.BillHandshoeMinistries.org. You'll find tons of stuff about us. Our, our teachings are getting so expensive uh, that we're actually revamping our website, but you can still access it. There's a whole bunch of stuff there. And then you can find me on Facebook. I challenge you, please hook up with us. Dr. Bill, that's one word, D-R-B-I-L-L. And then the second word, Hanshu, H-A-N-S-H-E-W. You'll find links to our World Bible School and to our Faith Unlimited e-magazine. And all the stuff we're doing is readily available, and it's free to the body of Christ. Amen. Wonderful. And listeners, anytime, if you can't uh, seem to track them down for any reason, make sure you email us at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com or any of our social media outlets, and I will be happy to put you in contact. So. Make sure you check it out. Make sure you visit. Make sure you say, hello, I listened to the program. You did an awesome job. So uh, that's how you find them. So, uh, Dr. Bill, you ready to do a little praying up with me? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. So during this time, I ask uh, our guests, they'll pray for our audience. Now, if you pick up on anything, any kind of prophetic word, discernment, word of knowledge, anything at all, any disease you want to attack, uh, by all means, go for it. So please pray for our audience at this time and take us all the way to an amen, please. Thank you, Father God. We bless you today because you are a healing God. You established your healing covenant even in a time of the law, even in a time of strict rules and regulations. And it's not that today there aren't any thou shalt do. There's not like there isn't any commandment to to follow any commands. But Lord, the truth is we're not under the law. We're under the grace. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And so we're thankful for you today. Father God, I pray for our audience, everyone that's hearing this uh, play again and again and again. I speak a word, a healing word, Psalm 107, verse 20. He sent his word and delivered them 
from their destruction. God, you only send a word to deliver someone because the end result of affliction is destruction. And you send a word to prevent that or to pull someone out. Today, Lord, I reach out in faith with your faith that's in me. I reach out by faith and I pull people. Lord, I see a man right now. He's in a wheelchair. Lord, I just reach out by the gift of faith, by the working of miracles. I can't lay my hands on him physically, but by faith I grab that man. I just see that man right now. Someone has their arms on each side of his forearm uh, near his shoulder, and they're helping him. They're raising him up. And right now, sir, it's a man. I see you. The strength is coming to your legs. Strength is coming to your ankle bones, to your feet, and you're rising up and you're walking. Whoever that is, please tell the broadcast about that. Father, I thank you right now. Lord, I see a person, uh, just vaguely, but I see a person laying in the in ER room right now, have been taken there on an emergency status, and the doctors are shuffling around, haven't actually got a hold of this man. And I don't know if, he, if he's going to hear this broadcast or not, but it doesn't matter, God, right now. We release a healing word to that person. Right now, that person's being healed in the name of Jesus. It's the abdomen. It's the lower, it's the lower stomach, the upper stomach, that whole area there in the name of Jesus. It's inflamed, and I release a healing word and command all inflammation to leave now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for that, Father God. Father, I just pray right now. I thank you, Lord, for the many people who are dealing with long-term illnesses, long-term conditions. Some of them are diseases uh, of the lungs, of the liver, uh, of, of other areas, heart disease. Lord, I just pray right now for them. I release a healing word to them and command disease to fall off because Jesus took, he took capital T, capital O, capital O, capital K. He took all sickness and disease and put it in his own body. It came on him so that we wouldn't have to have it. So this curse that's operating on people right now, whether they meant to or they didn't mean to, I just pull that off of them in Jesus' name. Everyone that hears this broadcast and hears this word of knowledge, Lord, is going to be healed, going to be set free, going to be made whole. Father God, I thank you right now. Lord, there's one more. There's a person with a throat condition. You talk with a very raspy, very hard to hear kind of voice. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak to this inflammation in your throat. Uh, throat, 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 cancer, cancer of the throat. I command you to fall off of this man, release him, let him go, and I command healing to fall on him. Come out of him and healing fall on him in the name of Jesus. I declare that you are made whole by the authority of the name of Jesus. Amen. Wow. Amen. Amen, listeners. Um, thank you so much for being here with us today, Dr. Bill. I appreciate it. Um, Praise the Lord. Spending time with you and talking with you. Thank you so much. And listeners, anytime, make sure you check out this podcast at our website at dominionfire.com. And make sure you also subscribe to the iTunes podcast so you get these automatically sent to you. And I'll give you a little hint. They actually come a day earlier. So if you get on the podcast, so um, on that feed. So make sure you get that up on iTunes. Make sure you subscribe to our email newsletter because you get early release of the show as well. And at any time, it's uh, released on Fridays at dominionfire.com. Make sure you also check out our YouTube channel, thumbs up, subscribe, all that good stuff. Or if you just want good old-fashioned email, dominionfirechurch at gmail.com to send us your testimonies, your prayer requests, or if you would like to suggest someone for the program. So for Dr. Bill Hinch, who's joining us today, Million here at Dominion Fire in Las Vegas, Nevada, Saint City out here, we thank you for being with us today. And as we, as we always say here at our ministry, boom, goes Yeshua. We'll see you next time.